0: Cause it's the pick, a destiny child, you know it will be rockin' cause it's fucking insane. It's just the pick, a destiny child, more precious than a diamond on a platinum machine. In Venice
1: Beach there was a man named- Hello and welcome to The Pick. It's the end of the year, which means only one thing. We're going to close out our season by talking about the big Christmas movie. And uh, in this shitty year that was 2020, that film was Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, also, as is tradition, we've brought our friend Matt to talk with us, but uh, unfortunately, due to a squirrel infestation, Colin wasn't unable to make it. So this week, the pick is hosted by Sean Lemmy. John Otney.
0: Matt Kirstens.
1: And that's it. Just three people. But we do most of these with just three people, so that should be fine, right? Yeah. That squirrel
2: thing sounds like a really stupid joke, but it is 100% true, as far as we know. It is ongoing, and by the time this episode comes out, Colin may be dead (laughs) because
1: of the squirrel.
2: Just speculating.
1: Squirrels are omnivores. They will eat meat. That was a scary thing to say. What's also scary is the way the movie industry is trending. So um, HBO Max has put out uh, Wonder Woman 1984 this, uh, this last week. And they've also stated that their plan is to release every Warner Brothers movie uh, day and date on HBO Max for a month. And they're going to take them away and then presumably add them back in uh, on on their streaming service, while they still do theatrical releases throughout the year of 2021. I don't like this. I think it is bad for those movies in particular, although ultimately it's better for people uh, because they get to stay safe instead of going to go to theaters. But I would prefer that they would just delay the movies. Talking to you guys ahead of this recording, sounds like you're a little more uh, open to it.
2: Yeah, this is just like a vacation away from the cinemas for one year where we get to enjoy fine films like Mortal Kombat and Tom and Jerry in the comfort of our own home. And I'm fine with that for one year because I think in 2022, at least I pray, we will return to what theaters used to be like. People will go back, we'll all have a good time, and then I'll just be like, hey, remember that one year where we all just stayed inside and watched movies on HBO? Yeah, that was kind of cool. That's what I'm hoping for.
0: I was just thinking about do you remember when this first was like announced and the wording of the announcement made it seem like all the movies were going to be released on the same day. <laughs> I don't think I felt like that, but that would be awesome. I think it was just like a a tweet or something I read and it was like I don't think like I don't think that's what they mean, but like that's what it sounds like and then I had to like a bunch of people were like clarifying and asking that question. So like I was, like, we were talking earlier, I, you know, I, I'm I'm glad Dune is coming out later in the year. Maybe there's a chance we can go to the theater. But also, like, what if it came out, like, tomorrow? Would you watch it?
1: Yeah. I think I would. If it was, like, yeah. it's coming out tomorrow and then there's no prospect of it ever yeah. being in theaters in a yeah. safe way, I'd watch it. Yeah.
0: Same.
2: I'm kind of excited about the prospect of them all coming out at the same time, though. Like... I feel like if they all came out in one weekend, I would probably watch all of them, or as many of them as I could, just because I'm be like, this must be a mistake, I gotta watch all of them. It'd be like when you get one of those SNES games from Hong Kong, where you gotta
1: just play every game on the cartridge, you gotta watch every movie. And you gotta play through them in one sitting, too, because there's not enough memory for save states, yeah. so.
2: Yeah, dude, you can't pause Tom and Jerry the movie, the new one. Yeah. the new one. I don't know anything about this new Tom and Jerry movie for as
1: much as I'm talking about it. I see it's got Colin Jost. Ugh. <laughs> so that's something he and his his wife are going through together, right? Because the uh, Black Widow movie hasn't gotten to come out yet either. It yeah, must be they're so like, hard for them.
0: They're on like the same. <laughs> they're going through the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I can tell you when I fired up... We watched Wonder Woman one right before we watch wonder woman 2 and besides uh wonder woman one making me want to really get find a a good world war one documentary um it it felt weird i didn't think it would but when i like fired up wonder woman 2 i was like this feels weird like i'm i'm watching a brand new movie on my tv really And I was like, because I, I didn't think it would, because, you know, I'm just watching the next one. But, yeah, And I was, God, this is the only thing I came here to talk about, is like, I was so excited when the Dolby Vision logo came up on my screen, and the first scene was like, you know, super shiny and sharp, and I was like, oh, it's a Christmas miracle.
1: And it was IMAX too, wasn't it? I believe yeah. it was a, a taller yeah, aspect ratio.
0: Yeah, I was like, oh, this, this is what I, this is why my, this is why Nicole's sister pays for HBO Max. <laughs> this, is why, this That's is why. why. So you can have that experience. <laughs> so I can have that experience. Because just that morning I was reading about how 4K was not on Roku. I was like, oh, no.
2: So it sounds like you went all out for your, your Wonder Woman viewing. That's cool. Oh,
0: I mean, I got, we got the surround sound, we got. I was. It was still Christmas, so I was gorging myself on whatever it was I was eating.
2: Yeah. So for me, I guess this just goes to show like how seriously I took this movie going into it. I put this on on the 26th, the day after Christmas, while assembling a chair in the living room. Ooh. But I will say, there was big portions where I was super distracted from working on the chair and watching the movie. So I'll, I'll get more into that. <laughs>
0: If only um, in the new theater it. experience they let you bring your own chairs to assemble.
1: Yeah, John, you gotta tell us more about this chair. What kind of chair were you assembling?
2: Is a like a computer desk chair? Ooh, is, a it chair? is it yours?
1: Is it? Yeah, it's mine. Well, I'm not
2: gonna put. Well, you could have been else. helping
1: out your your nephew or something or Paul. <laughs> I feel like it'd be pretty shitty if it's like, all right, I'll build
2: your chair, but I gotta watch Wonder Woman at the same time. <laughs> gonna take me 151 minutes
1: yeah this movie is long
2: as it's that's the
0: exact length i remember that because i was like fuck dude maybe it was because i had just watched another movie before it but i didn't i didn't even feel it i didn't think it was that long it didn't i was maybe i was because i was sitting watching tv for five hours straight but
1: okay it It, it might have been It might have been because my viewing experience was I just gotten home. I went over to my parents for Christmas, so I just gotten home. and It was like midnight, and I was like, "I'm still pretty awake. I could watch this now." You started yeah. at midnight.
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy.
2: Well, no, like if if you're trying to like recreate a cinematic experience, that's kind of like you went to go see a midnight screening.
0: Yeah.
1: Which now on the West Coast actually happened at like 9 p.m. But when or like 7 p.m. Yeah, or at least they were. But oof, yeah, it's uh, I feel like it did not need to be as long as it was. Um, but that's been kind of universally true of the DC extended universe. They uh, they're all long movies.
0: It also kind of off topic, but does that bother anyone else that they call it the DC extended universe instead yes. of the cinematic universe? Yeah, I think it's stupid. What, what's the ex- what's the reasoning behind that? What's the well, extension? What is it? An extension of the comics? I guess so, right? But it's not an extension of the comics, it's its own thing.
1: Well, I think it's the extending between various movies, is what they're saying.
0: But it doesn't even do that. <laughs> well, it's
1: because they're really bad at it.
2: <laughs> okay. Mm. It still sounds better than Dark Universe. I'll give it that. Oh.
1: Yeah, it's funny that they all are okay with using the word universe. I guess that all goes back to Kevin Smith, right? With the viewers universe. <laughs> I guess he's the ultimate nerd. It would make sense. But but no one wants to call it specifically a cinematic universe because then they're ripping off Marvel.
0: Well, they're already ripping off Marvel, so what does it matter? But I guess they're not because it sucks. <laughs> does it, though? I think it's fine.
2: Yeah, are we just gonna open with our hot takes, like about how we feel about the movies as a whole, or are we gonna uh, conclude with that?
0: I say, I say, we open it with yeah. the
2: reveal. Okay, so,
0: Nancy, you said it sucks. So go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought this movie was was fine. I, maybe because I didn't care about it, or like I liked the first one fine. I have fun and. This one was bright and colorful and and I enjoyed the jokes and I liked when she swung around a bunch that was cool and I liked the fight scenes and you know I'm watching TV for you know hours at a time what do I care if it's a few extra minutes yeah. so <laughs> I definitely feel like my 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 couch experience played into why I maybe thought it was better than a lot of other people. I don't know. I really enjoyed Pedro Pascal. Uh, Kristen Wiig was like, eh, it's kind of okay, but you know, I thought it made sense to have kind of two villains and I thought their motivations were both, you know, I liked the plot. I, I thought it worked fine. I, I wasn't I don't know. I wasn't outraged by anything. I had a fun time. That's my hot take. <laughs> I
2: wasn't outraged either. In fact, I would say for the first th- maybe 30 minutes,
0: I was like, I really like this. Um, I love the whole opening uh, Well, I love the opening scene on the. Yeah, island, dude. The I Ultimate also, Ninja Warrior
2: competition.
0: Yeah, sweet. <laughs> That's cool. And I, and I love the, the mall scene, I thought it was cool. I, I liked a lot too. of the choices. It reminded me
1: on. so much of like the 70s Superman movies. Yeah. I didn't I think mean, DC had it in them anymore.
0: well i mean that's that's always like my favorite part about superhero movies and it's definitely got away from that you know in recent years but it's like i want to see the superhero do a superhero thing with normal people or just like save some like i remember my like my favorite from the marvel was iron man one where he goes and fights the the terrorists like you know with his sweet suit for the first time like just saving some people just saving some people—that's what superheroes. The
2: kind do. of stuff you feel yeah. like, if superheroes were real, they would really do. Like it's a little yeah. harder to like fathom, uh, you know, superheroes fighting like a a, a
0: billion aliens coming down <laughs> from the sky. Um, but yeah, uh, so I, I fighting really a, fighting a laser first... portal from one <sighs> dimension, going to the core of the earth, something like yeah. that.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh shit, this is happening again? Fuck. Um... But I really like the first half of this film. And and this is coming from someone who doesn't really like the first movie that much. I like it okay. I think I gave them both the same rating on Letterboxd. Like I, I get why people like the first one, but I don't know. It didn't really work for me as well. Maybe I'm just not a fan of period piece settings. Um kinda just felt like the first Avenger two. Captain America, I don't know, it just, yeah. it felt, I felt like I'd seen it before or something, but I, I, I like, there's definitely stuff I like in it, I, mean, I still give that movie a positive rating, but then this movie, um, even though I do like the silly magical rock, it's like the further we, de- we we dive into that, I'm like, okay, you're starting to lose me a little bit, uh, and then the movie just gets like longer and longer, and then by the end I'm a little worn out, but I would say overall, liked it fine, liked the first half a lot better. It's definitely not like a piece of crap like everyone's saying. That's bullshit.
1: Yeah, I saw people online talking about how they thought Wonder Woman 1984 was the worst thing Gal Gadot did this year. And that is impossible because she also made that Imagine music video at the start of lockdown, (laughs) which is so much worse than Wonder Woman 1984. Can you rate that on (laughs) Letterboxd? The Imagine video. I'm gonna look that up. That's a good question. You can rate a lot of stuff now.
2: It's funny how, how universally them. hated that celebrity imagine thing is. Right? <laughs> imagine. No,
1: I don't think you can rate it a lot. I mean, that wouldn't it's even Friday. make sense. They put a lot of TV shows on there. Can you um, do, rate Star Wars Kid or.? <laughs> <laughs> You can rent some like
2: uh, rent. <laughs> you can rate some like YouTube shorts and stuff. Like, remember that classic YouTube sketch where Will Ferrell's being yelled at by the little girl for
1: the rent? Y- you can rate oh, that on yeah, Letterboxd. Oh yeah, the landlord.
2: <laughs> I've rated that on Letterboxd.
1: Basically, launched Funny or Die. Hell yeah, man!
2: Back when Will Ferrell had semi-pro hair, the weird like the
0: big afro. Alright, your hot take, Sean? Did we get into that?
1: Alright, so for me, my hot take is that for the first time ever, the DC extended universe made a like traditional superhero movie. um, Which feels really weird, because also Marvel's not been making those. They've been obsessed whoa, with the Whoa, 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 slow universe.
2: down. You don't think Shazam is a traditional superhero
1: movie? I don't, because it's too much little kid bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough.
0: Remind me what you mean by that?
1: I mean, this felt a lot like a Sam Raimi Um, Spider-Man, like a '70s Superman. Like, oh man, (laughs) Nina's posted pictures of that squirrel in in her and Colin's (laughs) apartment on our Discord, and it's crazy. Um.
2: You guys gotta focus, yes. okay. I know there's a squirrel <laughs> in Sunday's apartment. That's, we're getting the hot I'm taste. like a
1: dog. I see a squirrel, my whole brain goes away. So Sean, do this is more
2: of a traditional superhero movie for you. You're saying
1: it does it it does feel that way. It's it's you know I I look at um I look at Cheetah's arc in this and it feels like um Selena Kyle in Batman Returns. Where you have mm-hmm. yeah, uh, uh, a a woman who's ignored at work with frizzy hair who becomes cool and sexy by a wish.
2: I, I did like that, but I am kind of tired of this trend of like nerds becoming bad guys. Like it's just sad that these people are like ostracized from society and then because of that become bad guys.
0: It's an unfortunate
2: <laughs> okay. arc, but
0: I feel it, like she I, wasn't I so it. much of a nerd because like everyone that works in that place is a nerd, you know. Like it's kind of like just her. I felt like the 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 fact that she didn't. There was no discernible reason for her to be like ignored, other than she was just forgettable. Like nobody was yeah. like mean to her. She was just like she wanted to be something she wasn't. Yeah. yeah.
2: I guess. I guess so. Well, I don't know. People were mean to her. Like I feel like people were mean to her in public. I was, was gonna say the, that there's that mugger that like rapist mugger guy, but
0: he's what is not that very guy? nice to most like, people. What, what does that guy do for a living? He's like in a suit and tie, just drinking all night, every night, on the street. Like is he, does he have a place know. to sleep? He
2: he dresses like a nineteen forties detective, so I'm gonna guess he's a
0: private eye. He's <laughs> <laughs> not a very good one. He's not working.
1: Well, you know, types are tough. <laughs> I would say uh, 1984 uh, also felt like a throwback superhero movie you know like a, like a Spider-Man or a Fantastic Four to me because the, uh, the special effects uh, not, not, not so good not so good in this one they were kind of having trouble um, making that lasso work and uh, making Wonder Woman jump around and feel like she has literally any weight at all um, and, and boy, at the, at the end of the movie when they're like, oh, we've made Cheetah, but we have no confidence in it. So we're going to black out the sky. Um, it, it was, a it was a really, uh, disappointing artistic choice, um, uh, that I think was predicated on the fact that the, the special effects people just, uh, couldn't, couldn't make this one work, which really surprised me because. If there's anything, they they had that extra six months to work on this movie. Why why were they not improving on it? Was did it literally just sit on the shelves this whole time? Maybe they didn't want to put any more money into
2: it because it was expensive enough. You know, maybe they just didn't mm-hmm. feel like it was worth putting in the extra money to make it look a little better.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, everyone's watching it on a smaller screen.
1: Yeah, and and I feel like that is a phenomenon too, where there are movies where I've seen them in theaters and the special effects look good on the big screen. And then you watch them at home and it's, it doesn't look as good. Uh, the only example I can think of right now is, uh, avatar where, you know, it was mind blowing seeing that in 3d on the big screen. And then you watch avatar on TV and all the magic's gone. You're like, it's like watching beast wars. Bad.
0: None, none of that stuff really stood out to me that much. I kind of liked the style of her, like, Because it was very similar to the first movie, where she's very, like, light on her feet and jumping around. So So did did you like
2: the the gliding through the clouds sequence? Where she's, like, flying? Yeah.
0: I didn't really get it. I was like, (laughs) I I thought it'd be cool if she, like, learned how to fly the jet. I didn't really understand why she had to fly.
1: It it was really a dumb choice. Uh, This is one of my big pet peeves, is that scene. Because... First of all, um, I didn't think it looked very good. Uh, Second of all, the music cue they use for the big emotional moment in the movie is that song from Sunshine that's like overused for dramatic moments. Yeah. It's not an original score. So that stood out to me as like it, it also kind of ruined that moment. And the third thing was she already had the invisible jet earlier in the movie. And then immediately after that scene, she gets the golden bird armor and can fly with that. So her learning to fly made no actual impact on the story, and then she doesn't fly in the chronologically later movie she's in. So like, what the hell was this? What are they doing?
2: I was trying oh, I to think that think must that. that
1: must tie back to something earlier in the film,
2: but all I can think of is, is earlier when she's doing Ultimate Ninja Warrior Challenge, she gets in trouble for cheating. But it's not like like flying is ever a part of that thing. It would have been nice if flying was a part of that thing, and then that's when it, like, came back.
0: It was just a callback to her and Steve being, like, flying's cool. I like to fly a lot. Okay. But I think Sean brings up a great point
2: of, like, there's so many other... It's not like they wrote themselves into a corner and it's like, this is the only way she can get there. She had plenty
1: of, like, options. She literally... The next scene, she's wearing the golden armor. There's not (laughs) any... She only flies a little bit to go, I guess, back to her apartment in D.C., and then she does the much longer flying in their golden armor. It's so weird. She could have flown there in the armor, and they could have queued up, fly like an eagle, and we'd be like, hell yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. that, well, so I, I was just John... looking forward to... I mean, maybe I don't know the Wonder Woman lore, but I was looking forward to like, her having the jet. Like yeah. The jet is her thing, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's her thing.
0: Yeah, so like, instead she's like, I'm too dumb to learn how to fly a plane, so... <laughs> I mean, let me just magically fly.
1: It is pretty hard to learn how to fly a plane when you can't see anything.
0: Yeah, but she's like you know super Amazon smart person.
1: That's true. She's also had sixty years or whatever since
0: Steve died to Yeah, she could have learned how to fly a plane. know. <laughs> I, I just, well, I, like I, the whole thing of the first movie, I was like, "Where's the invisible jet?" And so I was excited when it happened, but then like, she never actually got to use it.
1: Yeah. So. But uh, before I forget, John, you brought up putting a pop song in this, and based on the trailer, which is almost entirely scored by Blue Monday, I was expecting a lot of '80s music in this movie, and yeah. there was zero, none. <laughs> I can't remember a single
2: song. There's probably some background music when they're maybe like in a club, but yeah, there wasn't one that was like prominently featured at like the forefront of the film, which is disappointing. You're like, you did like the height of
1: like '80sness, man. Yeah, why? Yeah, why are you gonna set a movie in the in the '80s for like one costume joke scene?
2: They they weren't like. It's funny how like they weren't interested in exploring like kind of the, the cheesy like fashion and just like pop culture of the '80s. They're more interested in going into like uh, the corrupt shit like our government was up to in the '80s with like weird <laughs> Middle East dealings. Like, why does anyone want to explore that in a superhero movie? Like this kind of superhero movie, uh, it was a weird direction to go. Yeah, it could have been let's, so fun. Let's kind of go over a few. We don't need to go through the plot. But let's go over a few beats. Um, something I want to bring up. So we we're talking about um Ultimate Ninja Warrior Challenge earlier, and so this was the sequence, if I'm not mistaken, that was released early for people to watch online, right? Wasn't oh, that a thing? I didn't know that. I, I remember hearing like you can watch the. I think HBO Max had put up the first eleven minutes, like uh, a day or two before. Um, the movie came out, and you're like, you should watch the first 10, 11 minutes. Like, whoa. And I remember even then, people were like, this is so bad. Like, so it's crazy. People were saying this movie sucked based off of that sequence, and I think that sequence is really cool. Um, Do, um, do you guys agree what's that that's a cool sequence? Well, it's like they're water? all like
0: chicks. Like, what the hell?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it just, it seemed like, I just wanted to point that out, because it seemed like people were out to get this movie before they even knew, like, that there were actual things wrong with it.
0: Well, it's just funny to me, like, I thought we all—I thought the consensus was Wonder Woman was the good one. <laughs> so why are we all of a sudden out to get another Wonder Woman? <laughs> I can't really figure it out. Why? I
2: mean, is it—is it that easy access? Just like so many people could watch it, so so many people just like got to this bad opinion and are just riding that opinion now. Like I don't—I
1: don't understand I, it. I think that could be part of it where, because nobody had to put any money down that like, um, like obviously a lot of people would have seen this if it came out in theaters, uh, and theaters only. I mean, I guess it is technically in theaters. Um, but when you spend money on it and you see it on the big screen, that experience, you know, is, is influenced by your environment. And I think, um, people would be a little slower to turn on it. Uh, whereas, you can watch it online now, and then immediately go on Twitter and see what people are saying. And we've talked about this before. I think we talked about this starting with the Last Jedi podcast, but maybe even before that, yeah. where like the middle has disappeared. So when when you have an opinion on something, you have to either think it's the oh, worst yeah. thing ever or oh, the yeah. best thing ever.
0: Uh, this is this is the argument I have constantly with a guy in my band. Is like, he's never <laughs> he's never had an opinion that's like, oh, that was fine. <laughs> it's like it's the worst thing ever or the greatest thing of all time
1: versus you where everything is fine
0: which is which is hilarious when you're watching a television show like the Mandalorian cause it's yeah. like Ugh. I I never know when he's going to stop watching the show cause it's just a piece of shit and when it's like this is the best thing since Empire Strikes Back <laughs> you know, so it's like it's, it's kind of exhausting Jesus but yeah, the,
1: uh, um, the thing I like to focus on on that opening scene is it seems to be setting up two potential um, themes that could come through the movie and neither of them, I feel like, were ever picked up. So the first one is that, uh, you know, Diana left Themyscira uh, abruptly to go get involved in World War One, and she was banished. She never got to come back. And it really seemed like... Uh, they were setting up with this scene where she doesn't get that first place finish that you know she was going to finally have an opportunity to prove herself to the Amazons in some way um, and the movie does not ever touch on Themyscira again for the rest of the film uh, all the dangling threads with her mother and her people are left to dangle um, and that seems super weird especially because so much of this is her dealing with her grief about losing Steve and that's like a guy she knew for like a week as opposed to her home and her people and her mother who are all still there and alive. Um, Those all seem like really important relationships, like probably more important relationships than her one with Steve. Uh, But she doesn't seem really broken up about that at all, which is weird. And the other thing was the, they set up the the shortcuts thing, right? You know, uh, they bring back Robin Wright to be like, you can't take shortcuts. And if they're saying that like that is the lesson that should be learned in regards to making wishes on a genie, uh, that is a <laughs> that is a real huge stretch. That uh, that I, that I'm not. I don't. I don't think making a wish on a genie is what she was referring to when she said you can't take shortcuts.
0: Yeah, but it works. Genies. Okay.
2: Um, well then let's go to modern day, nineteen eighty four. Mm-hmm. Uh, Diana is working at the Smithsonian as like um an anthropologist. Mm-hmm. I I, I kind of wanted to get a more of what like I didn't I don't know it's tough because on one hand I like the fact that we're we're just in it we don't have to explain what she's been doing for like the past sixty something years. But at the mm-hmm. same time, like, I, what's her day to day life? Like, does she have to quit jobs like every like five, ten years? Because people are like, "Hey, why don't you age?" Like, yeah, I, I was, was kind of. I,
0: I said that about like her friends. Like, <laughs> does she have to get new friends like every, at least maybe fifteen years at least? Because I feel like that would be
2: kind of interesting to ex- an interesting uh, theme to explore is that you have to have to start a whole life over like again and again and again. Yet that's like not even a thing. Like that's. That I'm not even discussed. Like, she's still fixated on just Steve. This
1: is his name, right? Steve? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh,
2: but at the yeah, same time, to... like...
1: Yeah, go ahead. No, I, was, I, was, I totally agree with you. You have to fill in the, the blanks where, like, you know by dawn of justice times, she's working at the Louvre. So she is moving from job to job, but staying in this field. And, like, uh... And she's, you know, she breaks all those cameras at the mall. So I guess she spends most of the time being a superhero. But she's also like trying to keep it on the down low, I guess, because they have to fix. They have to make it tie into the continuity that the only person who really knows about Wonder Woman is uh, <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg because he's got that laptop with the Wonder Woman logo folder.
2: I wasn't sure. I don't remember in in 1984 how well known Wonder Woman is to the common populace. Like, does everyone know her, or does just like. Every once in a while, someone sees her is like, "Whoa, that's that person!" Oh my gosh! Like, Didn't I couldn't really get a well, sense of a her name. Fame. Okay, yeah, I guess. Which
1: I, it's it's hard to make sense of it because like the the entire top brass of uh, of the UK uh, in World War One knows about her, and uh, she's in photographs. She liberated an entire town, although I guess everyone in that town got gassed to death. So. Uh, I guess but but she also was like on the front lines with a bunch of soldiers. It seems like she would have made an impact uh on a lot of people. Uh and she's also like in this opening scene she saves an entire mall worth of people, like they all see her. Um But there's no cameras, so it's like it didn't happen, I guess.
0: Yeah. It's gonna be hard to have a Wonder Woman in modern modern day. Yeah. She's going to pop out upon
2: a bunch of cell phones. She's going to be in so many TikToks. They're going to do a whole TikTok Wonder Woman campaign. <laughs> you got to do the Wonder Woman where the move is you have to, like, t- jump through the sky. Like, that's the move with a, with a rope. Um. Okay, so then we also get to meet, early on, Kristen Wiig. Now, Nancy, you s- you sound like you weren't crazy about this performance.
0: No, I just, like... Just kinda like like I just really like Pedro Pascal. I thought he was pretty good. Um Okay, I see. So I was kinda like I the main complaint I saw on the internet mm-hmm. was that like she was just like a horrible villain or you didn't need two villains or but I thought you know you have a villain like Pedro Pascal, Wonder Woman's not gonna fight him. He's just a dude. Yeah. Like you need like a I really enjoyed that like Kristen Wig had to protect the other bad guy, not because she's, you know, like with him or working with him, but because, you know, she's got her own selfish reasons of, you know, why she wants things to stay the way they are. Yeah. So, no, I I like Kristen Wigg fine. It's I also mean,
1: the exact same dynamic they had in Wonder Woman 1, except they're cuz she made bombs. Yeah, I thought, thought it was like I thought this guy. was
0: a much better execution than Wonder Woman 1 cuz like in in that watching that again I was kind of like I'm really interested in this weird face bomb lady but like really they don't tell me anything about her. And like I, she's barely like a she's barely a, there's barely a bad guy in that movie. To me it, it was kind of hard to follow like Yeah. Oh, there's the one guy. He's like sniffing glue or whatever, and then, 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 I mean, this time I knew I knew the twist. But yeah, turns into yeah. David Thewlis, everyone's yeah. worst nightmare. He looks kind of like uh, the Justice League bad guy,
1: Steppenwolf, well, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Sans spikes. But, but no, I I, I really like the the bad guy dynamic in this movie between the two of them. They were well, like extremely said, comic booky. Yeah, Yeah.
2: Well, like yeah. I said earlier, I definitely prefer the first half of this movie, and I think Kristen Wiig is great in the first half, where she's kind of manic and kooky. Um, as she gets a little more serious towards the back half, yeah, I'm a little less invested. But I think she's great in this first half. Um, she's Barbara. And so, if I recall... So, I'm reading now that the, um, the antiques that Barbara... Like, the FBI gives her, like, some antiques to like look into. And I, these these are ones that yeah. are stolen from the mall robbery? Yeah. Or, okay, I I didn't get that at all that these guys were stealing antiques from a mall. there was yeah, like so, a
0: diamond store or something and like oh. in the back room in the back room they were hiding all these antiques. So what okay.
1: I wasn't clear on was were those guys uh under orders from Pedro Pascal or were they was it just a co winky dink?
2: I think
0: it seems like a koinky dink to me because they never talk how, about how them he, being affiliated with anyone. But how would he know that? That they were like, how would he know where to look for the, the magic one?
1: Yeah, and how did he specifically know that it was one of the things that was stolen? Yeah, and so it was not even at the mall anymore. Is that? But piece? he doesn't so seem
0: like powerful enough to like. Organize something like that. He's got like one
1: employee at this point. He's on TV in commercials, and he has one employee, and he's on the cover of with like oil barons (laughs) weekly. Mm -hmm. That magazine. (laughs) That's that's a
2: great magazine. Read every issue. All right, so you guys are gonna have to help me recall this. So so we find out one of the antiques she finds is something called the Dream Stone, which just sounds like such an Avengers uh, thing—a stone that can grant wishes. And um, how does Pedro Pascal find out that she has that the museum has the Dreamstone? Do we know, or does no? That's what we we're just saying. We don't know. <laughs> we don't. So we really, we literally, because I'm even I'm going through the Wikipedia just kind of browsing, and it doesn't seem to like give any reason. He just shows up.
0: Yeah. So he, and he's like, he. I think maybe. They really don't explain that whether he knew about the heist or he maybe read about it on the newspaper. He well, that has been a, connected
2: to the heist now. But there's of that. a scene
0: where they're like talking about, like, like on there's like a news reporter saying like this was like behind the scenes there was a antique thing and okay, so he got saw it and, on TV. But like they didn't say it then. There's a secret magic stone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, right. about that. Yeah. And 69 so tell- reasons Wonder Woman doesn't make any sense.
2: <laughs> and so he's telling the the museum that like, oh, he's interested in being a donor to the museum and, and, and giving them some dough. Um, And this is around the time we uh, get one of my favorite reveals, just something I just was not uh, expecting at all, that he's like totally broke and like operates out of an office building that's basically abandoned with, like, a few, if any, employees and his son, who, I don't know if he goes to school or what, just kind of hangs out. <laughs> like, I actually really liked this this reveal, that he was not some rich douchebag, that he's just some struggling, like, regular guy. Like, anything to, like, humanize a villain um, is always a big plus for me in a superhero movie, because it seems so rare that we get uh, villains in these Marvel and DC movies that are like in any way like relatable—they're always it's like some guy from another planet who needs some sort of magical rock. And granted, this is a guy who needs a magical rock,
1: but at least like I get why he needs it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I would say like rich
1: <laughs> Vulture and Spider-Man: Homecoming was another one. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, there's some good ones.
2: Definitely. But you know, for every one of uh, these good ones, you get like some dark elf bullshit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, how
0: many of, how many dark elves pee the bed?
2: <laughs> Maybe it's really important in their culture to to you know, marinate in your own <laughs> leavings. Some <laughs> some of my own extended universe there.
1: I'm trying to remember the name of the other the like henchman dark elf so I know Malakath is the main bad dark elf but there's the other one that gets all big I'm amazed you muscly. can remember that much I want to say his name is Curse okay
2: well he didn't leave quite the impression on me as I guess he left on you they
1: um, had to fight him because he's big and muscly and he has horns
0: I don't even remember what movie you're talking about. <laughs> Thor: The Dark
1: World, uh, yes. the second Thor movie. But uh, Pedro
2: Pascal, Max Lord, I love that he's kind of pathetic. Um, I love how like unkempt Pedro Pascal comes off, like in a yeah, lot of the like... media I've been seeing him in lately. <laughs> he always seems like sweaty and his hair is messed up and things aren't going right. And like I said in my letterbox review, I like this trend of him having to sacrifice everything for the love of a child. It's a nice uh, arc he's following as an actor. Yeah, maybe uh, even
1: specifically an adopted son, too, because the kid did not that's really look true. like him.
2: Yeah, I, I yeah. would assume adopted. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Uh, that's not one of those things where like, I don't really feel the need to question it, but I'm sure people who are like, this is the worst movie ever will say, like, oh, that made no sense. This kid wasn't the same as him. What the fuck?
1: <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't love a kid he adopted. Come on, well, that's not realistic just at just all. Cinema sin.
2: <laughs> that's that's the age we live in. Um, Oh, yeah, and then yeah, Did...
1: people... Yeah, go ahead. I was, we're talking about villains. Okay. Did you think Kristen Wiig was a little too old for this character she's playing?
2: No. Mm,
0: I, could see, I could see what you're talking about, but it didn't really faze me.
1: I just feel real I take bad it that, that you she did, then Sean. Such a lack of confidence for a woman like in her mid forties.
0: Yeah, but she's like a total nerd. <laughs> she's such a nerd. Oh,
1: I know it's so unrealistic. You should have had like way more confidence. What the hell? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, 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 it, it felt like she was playing younger, and it's fine.
2: And that's why she wishes for that confidence and more, because she uses the dreamstone to wish to be just like Diana though i guess she doesn't know that diana's wonder woman so she doesn't know that she's wishing for superpowers
1: <laughs> yeah i love the three wishes i wish that we got to just marinate in those three wishes before everything gets crazy
2: i totally What's missed this? when um because again assembling a chair i totally missed when uh diana got her chance to make her wish
1: so diana makes her wish mentally she doesn't say it out loud she just holds the stone and she's like thinking about steve uh which is i guess different because every everyone else like maxwell lord is like you have to say your wish out loud you have to say i wish blank uh, but i guess in tiana's case she she could just hold it and think about it and it was fine
0: maybe he was just making sure uh,
1: but i also love that they also pass the stone off to a third just like random guy and he's like i wish i had a coffee <laughs> <laughs> and someone walks by and is like hey i actually got two coffees he's like yes i wanted to and see and he drinks it and it's too hot i was thinking every about wish that has to have a, ironic twist.
0: I was thinking about that guy later when everything was going to hell and, like, everyone's wish around him was, like, coming true, but it didn't happen for him. <laughs> and he's like, why not?
1: Why not me? That's I'm just, fucking
0: coffee, dude.
2: I was just thinking about, is it seems like they're trying to go for a monkey paw thing where it's like, you make your wish and get, you get you what well, you want, but obviously there's consequences. But, mm. like, I mean, I do. I don't know if we saw Coffee Guy's consequences. Maybe it was too hot.
1: His coffee was too hot.
2: It was too hot. Okay, but what was Diana's like? What was the issue with bringing Steve back? Was it that it took that other man out of existence?
0: Like, okay. let's uh, just live uh, that with that part, I was super weird. I was very worried about that man at the very beginning. Yeah. I was like, what happens? Is this guy dead? Is he?
1: <laughs> he's well. He's in. Um, what's the thing from Get Out? He's in. Oh, I thought you were going to go with the thing from Superman, the Phantom Zone. No, he's in the sunken place. He's in the
2: sunken place. (laughs) We we talk about the sunken place a lot. The sunken place, we also um, agreed, is where um, Eddie Murphy goes in the Nutty Professor when (laughs) (laughs) they switch
1: bodies.
2: (laughs) He goes to the sunken place when Buddy takes over. Uh, But I wasn't really sure, was the issue with Diana's wish that it wasn't really Steve
1: no, the issue was having Steve means she has to slowly lose her powers. Oh duh! I feel stupid now.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But it, yeah, no, it's weird because it has the other thing where Steve also has to take over a guy's body and erase him from existence, effectively. Which, uh, and then to go to his apartment and steal his stuff—that uh, <laughs> all is very, very weird. And it's not a like additional condition that anyone else has to face with their wishes. Like when the president wishes for n- more nukes. You know, he doesn't have to turn like all his favorite non-nuclear missiles into nuclear missiles or something. He, they just appear out of thin air. So, what? I I don't know why they made the <laughs> bizarre choice to have a guy be taken over for Steve to come back. They could have just made him appear out of thin air, and it would have been so much less weird. It's also weird to me how yeah, but
0: some whose of the wardrobe was he going to go through. <laughs> that's true. They could just that's take that's him hilarious.
1: to the mall. That's what they did in Wonder Woman 1 when she had to turn on dresses. That's true.
0: It's like poetry, it
2: rhymes. It was also weird to me how, like, some of the monkey paw effects were way more immediate than others. Like, Wonder Woman's was pretty gradual. She certainly had powers for a while. I mean, they started Mm -hmm. to to wane, you know, and and go away. But, like, I think about later when everyone's making wishes and that goes, like, oh, I wish you'd drop dead. And then she's just, like, dead. (laughs) It's like, okay, it just happens. Well, I guess that was his wish never mind but but you know what I'm saying like I feel like some of the the, uh, the effects of the wishes it's hard to make uh, rules around wishes
1: yeah that
0: lady was like I'm, I wish I was famous. she was famous immediately
1: Well yeah. uh, also she someone' was like all oh, I wish all you like Irish would get kicked out of the country or something like that <laughs> and you see someone in a green shirt being arrested outside like immediately <laughs> after that. Um, there's the, the, like, Saudi guy's wish for, like, him to have his kingdom back, and, like, a wall rises up out of the river, and people yeah. start driving out. It's so weird, and that part is, like, politically yucky. And <laughs> It is. That's the only way to put it, really.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot in that, like, the geopolitical, uh plot points of this movie that i did not follow at all i was like who is this guy what country is this what uh, what is he getting okay so here's the myth the the big problem i have with this movie and i don't even know if it's a problem but so max lord yeah i don't understand how he gets what he wants from these people's wish like he gets something in return correct right so when but how does he get it so, they just give it to him. He just says, "You have to give this to me now."
1: Yes. So by becoming the stone, he gets to set what the condition is. Oh. They show this off. They show this off in the scene um, when he is negotiating with the the prince in the Middle East, right, where he says, "Okay, and I will take possession of all your oil fields." Mm -hmm. and the guy's like well i already sold on my oil fields so he's like okay well i will take control of your defense force and they all immediately switch over and start protecting him because that's like the condition of the wish
0: so he's he gets to set the condition because he is the stone okay i didn't get that at all i was like i guess these people are just like how is he giving these people (laughs) so how does he do that on such a huge scale like what is he getting from like these billions of people that are asking their wishes what is he getting from them yeah
1: so like at that point what's going on is the stone has been like causing him like organ failure and stuff Mm -hmm. so when people are making wishes he's granting that but the ironic twist for them is that like he's getting like their organ is going to fail and then he gets a healthy organ back
0: oh gotcha
2: so yes if we didn't if we didn't mention it earlier. Max Lord becomes the Dreamstone after he steals it at a party yeah. at
1: the Smithsonian. This dude had a plan, and that plan was do what Jafar does.
2: <laughs> I, I, I thought about that a lot. I was like, "This is this is
1: Aladdin too. This is uh, what, this is everything <laughs> Jafar ever wanted." Dude, th- this is a fucking Disney movie. You got <laughs> Jafar as the villain, and then uh, Diana has to choose between the uh, having her powers and being with the man she loves. That's the fucking Little Mermaid. Yeah, dude, it's just Disney, but the, f- but they hate Disney. But it's you so
2: never weird. hear anybody say like Little Mermaid doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, some people probably say that, but I actually liked the the whole deal with Max Lord trying to manipulate people into uh, making a wish, basically against their own interest, and not even realizing they're doing it. Um. I, I, like, I don't know like, It was pretty weird that he was so successful with it But I liked it Like, I could, I could grasp it um, Sometimes I watch these superhero movies And I don't really understand what the villains are doing Most of the time But I, I, I get wishes Even though the logic is flimsy like,
0: I yeah, got now now that, that, that his, his, uh, now that it's been explained A little better to me I, I, I like it more I think it's interesting
2: so he's off in the Middle East, and he's getting everybody's oil. Uh, and then we get that that sequence where Steve and Diana go to um, to Cairo. I guess there's that cool chase scene. At least I thought it was cool. I don't know the consensus on this scene with the, the chase scene
1: in the desert. I uh, like the chase scene. Yes. It reminded me of uh, *Race to Lost Ark* in a good way. Um, but the imagery of gal gadot in her wonder woman costume next to like women who are super covered up just made me feel very uncomfortable
0: yeah
1: like i think they did a good job with the wonder woman costume it doesn't seem super skimpy like they don't do a lot of like upskirt (laughs) stuff but the it sure does seem super skimpy when you see her in that setting
0: i guess There's a gif going around of her landing, like, when she lets go of the lasso. Uh Uh-huh. And it's like, always land, kid first. (laughs) She, like, lands and, like, crushes the kid. She can help it. She's falling to the ground. I do like seeing... I do like seeing super
2: speed in movies where it's, like, it's fast, but it's not too... It's not, like, flash fast, where it's, like, a blur. I like just seeing someone just, like, run at the same speed as, like, a car. I like seeing people run, like, 60 miles per hour. (laughs) I enjoy seeing uh, that
1: power. But that's another one where it's, like, Marvel's been doing that so well since The Incredible Hulk. Um, They've, like, mastered that technology where they lift actors up on a, like, crane and let them run around the ground really fast. And... Uh, here they're just doing a CG thing where she's like on a green screen or something, uh, and it just it doesn't it doesn't look as good to me in this movie as it does in so many of the Marvel movies. Yeah, I don't know. The more <laughs> the more I think about it, now I'm having second thoughts. Um, like, like there's the part in um, Infinity War where uh, everybody's run into the battle, and like Black Panther and Captain America like run out in front of everyone because they have super speed.
0: Yeah, that's that's cool. so cool. I don't think
1: that it ever feels that cool when Wonder Woman does it in this. Yeah. Um,
2: and this is also, at least the first time I noticed in the movie, that Wonder Woman is starting to lose her powers. Like, when she gets shot, like, it doesn't just, like, heal. She's got blood, and she's getting hurt. And uh, she's got to do stuff like landing on kids. <laughs> the best. Yeah. got her. And I'm not sure if it's around this time or if it's when they meet that... Um, Guru guy, when they find out, really the only way to stop all of this is to have the the, the wish master, which is the name of a movie, by the way, uh, <laughs> renounce his wish. And everyone's got to renounce their wishes, but of course that would mean Steve has to vanish and bring that other guy back.
1: Yeah,
2: that poor guy oh, that God. got erased from humanity. A lot
1: of people are upset online because, like, he got raped because uh, Steve and Diana sleep together.
2: Okay, I think yeah, I heard he's someone mention like, that, but I don't understand it. What so wh- why is there rape in this movie? What?
1: Because his body had sex with Diana. Oh god. But he wasn't willing.
0: But he's obviously so... going to have sex with Diana after. <laughs> like that's how okay, he up. He's like, "Yes, I now want to have sex with you."
2: So obviously when we see Steve, we see Chris Pine, they show that to the audience. So they're like, "Get it. It's Chris Pine." But when he looks in a mirror, he's the other guy. Does Mm -hmm. Wonder Woman actually see him as Chris Pine because that was her wish, or does she see the other guy?
0: She probably sees. He's kind of like magic. She she sees what she wants to see.
1: Yeah, I I don't think it's like an actual illusion. I think it's just, uh, like she recognizes his mannerisms enough that it it's obviously Steve to her, even though it's definitely not steve it's that other guy
2: it's funny to me that this came out uh on streaming the same day as soul another movie that has like people going into the other bodies yeah and then they have to show the audience how other characters see it as perceived how we see it it's very oddly specific uh okay so max is not doing so hot So he comes up with the plan to get more people to make wishes to where he's going to, like, talk to the president and convince him to, like, use some powerful satellite to where he can broadcast, I guess, all around the world and have people make their wishes.
1: Yeah, which I like because he got to make the supervillain wish of getting his own evil island that he can live on. Uh, Even though, I guess, that part's short-lived.
2: Dude, dude, I can't believe we're this many f- failed DC movies in to where we haven't gotten the Legion of Doom and they're like that weird, like, black, weird helmet base that they live in at the swamp. <laughs> How come we haven't gotten that thing yet? I guess I answered my own question because of all the failed movies.
1: Yeah, i love to see, uh, Joaquin Phoenix and Jesse Eisenberg hanging out in that huge helmet. That would be great.
2: Dude, could you fucking imagine, like, a, like post, or, or let's say mid credit scene, mid credit scene, in, like, a DC movie... Where, like, a character's walking through a swamp, and then suddenly the Legion of Doom base emerges from the swamp. <sighs> See, I would, I, I know, like, Marvel, if they, you know, if, if Marvel made DC movies, they would be all over that shit, and they would have done that, and everyone would have fucking loved it. But DC, obviously, doesn't know what the fuck they're doing, so well, we're not gonna that.
1: DC's so grim and dark, all their villains have to get fucking murdered at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get together
0: Murder's cool. Was Jesse Eisenberg murdering? He's just
1: in prison right? Uh, he's just in prison They shaved his head because that's apparently A thing they do when you go to prison In <laughs> their grim universe They get your head shaved I mean uh, we're done with him though right? I thought we were like okay fuck
2: Most of the stuff from the DC universe Like Ben Affleck's done I assume Lex Luthor was done too Yeah Like Jesse Eisenberg
0: I think they said like Warner Brothers said that like Justice League Snyder cut is not like there's nothing going to be after it. Right.
1: They killed Zod twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, it, that continuity though, it like it affects this movie, and I think it's I think it's weird because um, Wonder Woman in Dawn of Justice is like cool and tough. And it seems so different from the Wonder Woman we get at the end of this one where she's like, humanity, we all have to choose love. We've all been through so much pain. But we can get through it together. It's like, in, in Dawn of Justice, she's like, I've killed gods before. I don't give a fuck. Well, we don't know what she did. Like,
2: I'm going to assume 9-11 had something to do with how Wonder Woman <laughs> acts in the later movies.
0: Things change, Sean. Or maybe... People- Maybe the not nine eleven, but uh, su- Superman, Man of Steel <laughs> happened. So she's like, yeah,
1: the Metropolis incident. Yeah,
2: yeah, they probably don't also have nine eleven. I don't even know. They probably don't have that. that
1: they case. probably do. Batman probably would like could have stopped it, but he's like, I need, I need to let it happen. <laughs>
2: I just, but like Wonder Woman's got invisible jet. she could stop it.
1: No, you need to let it happen. You need to let it happen.
2: Killing I wonder everybody's if...
1: the only way things are going to change.
2: You know, they're always talking about how they're like, they're like oh, once we get that Flash movie, it's going to so what? Like, fuck with the timeline. Michael Keaton's going to be there. <laughs> I'm interested if that movie is going to be
0: like, set new rules for everything. I saw, did I see a headline that was like, DC is going to release four movies every year or something? Did you see that? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I didn't.
2: All I know about is this like weird like we're bringing Michael Keaton back I think,
1: but like maybe there's multiple Batman. It's like Sony's really is beating you guys to the punch here. <laughs> 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 well, um, you know,
0: is Batman gonna be on HBO Max this year?
2: No, Batman got pushed to 2022. Uh. Because they're like, we're not, really? we're not even going to touch this shit. We're going to get a the- theatrical release. We're going to guarantee one, so we're going to push it like two years ahead.
1: Yeah, what I remember hearing was they were one of the early ones to start filming again in the UK, and then Robert Pattinson got, got COVID. COVID
2: yeah. I mean, that's a good point too. Yeah, like they have to like finish making it first. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: that trailer came out so it's fucking. Only early. out for like
0: two weeks. Probably.
2: Yeah, I'm sure they shot around. Him. Uh, I, I guess we could just go to Bad Guy Island. I don't think we need to touch on anything else until Bad Guy. Yeah,
1: Island. Diana chooses to let go of Steve, and Steve's into it. Causticus was support. I mean, did you guys like the romance stuff in this one? I mean, they're obviously they're doing. Well, we'll flip the relationship from the last movie, where now Steve's the fish out of water, and uh, Diana's the jaded one who knows what what's going on, like. Did it, did it work for you? Did you like these scenes? Did you like seeing Chris Pine again? Was
0: yeah, it, was was it worth it was, all this time? Sure. It was fun.
1: There wasn't enough
2: of them being happy together for me. Like, we have a couple funny things, like like him going through all the goofy outfits, but I don't remember them doing anything romantic aside from, like, seeing some fireworks. <laughs> it's kind of a nice thing On their
1: way to the Egypt mission, yeah.
2: Yeah. Like... There's just not... There's no time in a movie that's this long, I guess, which is weird, for them to just, like, chill and hang out.
1: Yeah, just, like, eat a meal.
2: That's Yeah, that's kind of disappointing, because I feel like the... Obviously, they're way different, but I feel like the Tobey Maguire, like, Spider-Man movies always made time for him and, like, Mary Jane to, like... Actually, no,
1: he was always missing her shit. Never mind. <laughs> well, yeah, but they still made time for her to be like, you're disappointing me by... Yeah, constantly not showing up. For we got things. to see the evolution of
2: their relationship. Where it, it, this, it's like they're focused on the mission. They just also happen to kind of be in love.
1: And, and again, not like,
2: like huge focal
1: point. How long do they know each other? Like a, a couple weeks.
2: I mean, I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> that that sounds right though. That's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I also didn't mention. So she had to uh, Wonder Woman had to go back to her homeland to get uh, the sweet eagle armor right
1: no she so they explained that uh linda carter left with that armor uh when they when they made Themyscira. so she oh. was just out in the world okay and she was asteria and I'm that now. diana somehow found the armor at some point and she just had, like, had it in her apartment or something <laughs> her apartment. why does she just use it all the time
2: if it's that badass like i gotta save this for an occasion where it's especially badass <laughs> i mean yeah i guess she's already op it's like you don't need it you, you save that for the
1: final final battle final yeah it probably takes a long time to put it all on
2: that's true yeah it's like a whole she's, thing i get it i get
1: it all she's doing is you know saving kids who are almost getting hit by cars and stuff like that she doesn't need the bird armor for that
2: right so she's gonna go to bag island Kristen Wiig is teamed up uh, with Pedro Pascal because she doesn't want to go back to being a nerd.
1: Yeah, they fight Uh, in the White House.
2: And he convinces her to, like, don't you want more?
1: Yeah, that's so funny.
2: It's super funny because, like, how long did this conversation go on to? It's like, you know, how about cat person? Like, at what point did we get to that? Where it's like, I really like cats.
1: Because where she leaves it is she says, I want to be an apex predator. Um... Which, if, if you've looked at the food chain, the apex predator is human beings. We're on the top. Cheetahs are not on the top. Even in the savannah, even if you take humans out, you know, hyenas, lions, there are other I don't more know, deadly... Sean, you,
2: put, you put a human, a naked human, and a cheetah in a coliseum, I feel like nine times out of ten the cheetah wins though, right?
1: Well, does a human have weapons? No. No? Hand to hand? Yeah, it's going to be a tough one for old humies. (laughs) Though I guess
2: what makes humans the apex predator is the fact that they have advanced beyond, you know, they have weapons. They know to use that kind of stuff. So I guess that doesn't really make make sense. Good brains. Good brains. Uh, But yeah, the leap from I want to be super strong and confident to I want to be a furry... Pretty, we- it's a pretty weird point to. It's just weird. I don't know. I, I I'm glad that I would have been disappointed if this was a Wonder Woman movie where Cheetah wasn't a Cheetah person. But this is just a really weird way of
1: getting there through yeah. a magical wishing <laughs> rock. And also, do it practically if you can't do it CG, which they clearly yeah, could.
2: It's it's not even a hard one, especially to do. Like it's just a makeup job. They. They did that on that stupid Beauty and the Beast uh, TV show from the 80s with Ron Perlman. <laughs> like, yeah, I remember that. She looked she looked really fake. And yeah, like them doing it at, at night where it just like it seems like it's only night to hide mistakes. Uh, is a little disappointing. That wasn't a great sequence. Though I did like that Cheetah was like, I don't care about being electrocuted. It's not a big deal. Except for the end when she gets electrocuted, but then still survives it. But like how she's yeah, like I thought,
1: swinging on electrical wires. Yeah, I thought that was a interesting. Like They set up a big scene of Diana seemingly choosing to kill Barbara. But then immediately she's like, oh, no, she's fine.
2: She's okay. She just kind of died a little bit, but it's okay.
1: Also, it shouldn't be a problem, again, for, for One Woman to kill people because that has been her character in the first movie and Dawn of Justice and Justice League, but for some reason, she's, she's just a lot softer in the 80s.
0: Maybe she just, she did think that Cheetah was dead. She's like, yeah, I murdered her, but she wasn't I dead. think she thought she was dead.
2: Okay, and Maxwell is uh, using his satellite to communicate to everybody to wish, and we got a montage of people all around the world making their wishes, and I thought this is pretty funny. Um, like the yeah. Drop Dead thing. Well, I guess we already touched <laughs> on some of them.
1: Yeah, which, uh, maybe that's bothering people. It should be fucking dark and serious and fucking scary as hell.
2: How
1: would They're, you like, make kind of a wishing montage scary as hell? <laughs>
0: <laughs> My question is... There's no way everyone renounced their wish. You yeah. know, there's gotta be Dude. some there's gotta be some aftermath there of people. Do you think didn't. the
1: coffee guy even knew to renounce his wish? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you Probably didn't even not. know he made one.
2: <laughs> yeah, I that was weird that everybody had to do it because I feel like th- it should it should just be Pedro Pascal has to do it and then that undoes everyone else's wish, like in a vampire movie you kill the head vampire that fixes everything you know. Uh, it, it seems kind of muddy to have to make it so everyone has to renounce their wish. Yeah. Um,
0: like, what if the guy that killed that woman didn't renounce his wish?
1: <laughs> world's better with our dead. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the important thing is just like all the people that wish for nuclear missiles yeah. renounce those wishes. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> but, uh,. Wonder Woman saves the day with a motivational speech, and she uses her lasso of truth, which uh, I guess makes it so she can, everyone around the world can hear her because of her link to him through the lasso. But
1: and I've link never through known the
2: that satellites. As, I've never known that as a power. I thought I just made you tell the truth. I didn't realize it's basic it made.
0: broadcasting.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, she says something about like it. It doesn't just make you tell the truth it shows you what the truth is
0: okay I'm th-
2: you, that, that, that's kind of bullshit but I'm okay with it like at least there's an <laughs> explanation like i don't I, i'm not I don't have to have everything like laid out perfectly as long as like they touched on it I'm okay with it it's it's kind of lame but
1: it's also uh, interesting that she points out that like it's her lasso is empowered by a god. And she's like so opposed to people using the wishing stone because it's powered by a god, so she's like a little a little bit of a hypocrite there, I guess. Maybe she's worthy. Uh,
2: and then we a get a lot that. of lasso
1: action in this movie, though. A lot of lasso action for a weapon she basically doesn't use in the others. Get your fill in on this one. She even is like swinging. In the sky, which is disappointing because the trailers made it seem like she was swinging on lightning bolts, and they took that out, so she's just, like, using momentum in the sky. I thought she was cool. still
2: swinging on lightning bolts, or maybe I'm remembering that
1: incorrectly. Oh, well, maybe I'm remembering it wrong. I thought, I thought she still did it. Okay. That's all um, I want. That's cool.
2: But yeah. Uh, we get emotional montage of Pedro Pascal's life and how he's tried to work so hard even though he wets the bed and he's poor, <laughs> I guess. Oh, you know, I didn't touch on um, I wonder why he went with doing an accent. Where was he supposed to be from? I, I not that it matters. I'm just I was just wondering about that. He's kinda of doing like a Ricardo Montabon thing. I mean I like it. I just it's just a, I guess, you know, it's a choice. I like it. It's a choice. Yeah.
1: So I'm cool with it. I like his performance.
0: I like most yeah, he's of the, performance the most '80s
1: thing about this movie because he's playing like a Gordon Gecko knockoff.
2: Yeah, shitty '80s businessman.
1: I can get behind that.
2: Ah, uh, and I like that they don't kill him. Though I assume he's gonna get in some trouble down the road for what he did. I mean, how can you but... prove what he did? That's a good point. I, I, I kind of yeah. don't want him to get in trouble because I feel like he, he he learned his lesson and also he's got a kid.
1: Where's that kid going to go? It also just occurred to me that the status quo resumes at the end of this where Wonder Woman is, uh, you know, a secret that nobody knows about. But she also literally talked to everybody on the planet in this movie. And so what, they universally forgot about her?
0: I mean, they didn't know who they were talking to. <laughs>
1: Yeah, they probably thought it was God or Jesus or something. Everyone's going to be super Christian after this. So, so how come when people see her later, they're like, hey, look, it's God. It's God. I guess if you heard her voice, like, hey, I know that voice. That's God. <laughs> That's God. She told me to renounce <laughs> my wish.
2: Hey, you, you, you made me uh, renounce my wish for Infinity
1: Hamburgers. How's it going? Um. <laughs> what do you think little kid Bruce Wayne wished for? His parents to be back. Oh, and he had to renounce it. <laughs> he had to be like, no, never mind, they're dead
0: again. <laughs> See, like, I don't think a little kid would re-renounce his wish.
2: Uh, not, everybody wished, Ketch- not everybody wished for something, like, uh, self-centered and greedy. I'm sure some people are like, I wish that my everyone in my village had food. We're so starving. It's like, no, never mind, I don't wish that anymore.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> never mind. Yeah, that is even if God told you to do it, man, I don't know. That's that's a tough nut to crack. But it works out. Uh except that Steve's dead, I guess. But we get to meet that handsome guy. She gets to meet him for real.
1: And it's like, are they put, gonna are they gonna be a thing? But no. He put together exactly the dub outfit that Steve had put together that Diana's like, No, don't wear that I was disappointed that she didn't
2: like introduce she didn't like introduce herself to handsome man and they'd be like, Hey if you ever want to go out
1: sometime, let's give handsome man because, a chance. Because because it would be really weird, because she's manipulating him. It's a like a you've got mail situation where she knows a lot about him and he doesn't know anything about her because she has slept with that guy and been in his apartment and no <laughs> and and he knows literally nothing of this.
2: She just she didn't even tell tell him uh, her name.
1: I guess she can't. The, you, you can't afford to do any of that. You have to spend as little time with this guy as possible because the more you think about it, the more problematic it is. You got to get him out of there. You bring him back and show him that he's happy because they need to give him a win because fucked up what they did to him. But why they him the fuck this? out of there. Why did they do this? Why did they make Chris Pine take over some other guy's body? Why did that? Need I have to happen? no idea. They 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 made walls appear and surround an entire country, but they can't bring one guy back from the dead without him <laughs> no, taking over not a believable. He's got to occupy someone else's body. Because, like, what if somebody who saw him in
2: World
0: War One or whatever saw him now and was like, wait, how are you here now? Yeah. Like, I think it's so they can set that guy up in Wonder Woman 3. He's going to be in Wonder
1: Woman 3. Oh, uh, no, he's not. Because why would they do another sequel in the 80s when they've already shown what's going on? In the 20-teens.
0: He's going to be, like, really old in the 2025 20, 20, or whatever.
1: Do you guys want to know what the
2: name of that character is that we've been talking about? Handsome Man.
0: <laughs> I didn't think he was that his handsome. Name is, his name is Handsome Man. Chris Pine is handsomer than he is. Well, Chris Damn. Pine's handsomer than everyone on the planet
2: Come on, guys. Let's give Handsome Man a break. He's in Jurassic World Dominion? Is that what it's called now? I could have swore it was called something else. Apparently Chris Pine
0: liked uh, Patty Jenkins' Star Wars idea, so you know it's going to be good. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm just reading
1: about the new Jurassic World. Whoever wrote (laughs)
0: this doesn't write that. Who did write this?
2: I, I don't really know. I think
0: it said story by Zack Snyder. Or maybe the, I'm thinking of the first one.
2: Story by Patty Jenkins and Jeff Johns. Screenplay uh, by Patty oh Jenkins, guy. Jeff Johns. Yeah, Jeff Johns should know better. He's got a long history in comic books, and Dave David Callaham. Maybe
0: this was who, just produced by Zack Snyder.
2: David Callaham, not as good a filmography. Though he is writing the new Mortal Kombat movie. So I'm excited okay. to see if there's magic wishes in the new Mortal Kombat
1: movie. Wish you're fucking dead.
2: And he wrote three expendables. Oh, he just wrote the first expendables. Sorry. Okay. Co-wrote with, with Sly. Um, so... Since this is the Wonder Woman sequel we got, are you guys optimistic or pessimistic towards this uh the next installment of this franchise? Are we in
1: a bad place with Wonder Woman? <laughs> no, I I remain optimistic. Um I th- I think the trick is just like what are they going to do? I guess they could set it in the 90s or something. Uh it's it's They've oh. run out of character development to do with Diana, unless they do a thing where she gets to go back to Themyscira. But then also, it's a thing where she like doesn't ever talk about it with anybody. Um, which, at that point, I mean, it doesn't matter, because I guess the DCEU is just weird and fucked. So, I shouldn't worry about continuity.
0: Yeah, I want to see Wonder Woman post-BVS with Affleck.
2: Yeah, I think I would like to see it in a in a modern setting, as opposed to being like, oh, now it's the '90s, huh? What AOL, huh? <laughs> Not that we got are that you... much of a culture shock thing in the '80s
0: one. Yeah, just a little bit.
1: Since so you yeah. said post Batman v Superman, are you looking for it specifically in the window between that and <laughs> Justice League, or are you? Do you mean post Justice League too?
0: Yes, yeah, post justice Okay, but yeah, that's the confusing part. Is what the fuck? Yeah. Oh, dude, they're so fucked.
2: Because they're going to make and this f- new Batman movie. And this new Batman movie is going to be good. But they're like, fuck this. It has nothing to do with the stupid DC shit. So he can't be yeah, in Justice League.
1: And Aquaman 2 is coming.
0: It oh, seems man. like they're just making their own movies again. Which, I mean, I, I'm i assuming the Flash needs is going to be the cure for all this, right? The Flash has to cure all. I mean, not that I think it needs curing. It's just if they ever want to connect anything, I guess that's the only yeah. way to do it, right? Well, it sounds like they're like... I mean, they finally got a director, and
2: they got a release date, and they're working on it. I guess we'll see. Who's directing it? Um, It's the guy who did the, the It movies.
0: Hmm. Never saw the second one.
2: It it kind of feels like a like a DC movie or a Marvel movie. Like it feels like an Infinity War type movie. Like it like this is the last of this epic franchise. Even though there's only two, like it's not even like a horror movie. It's weird. You should see it. I think you find it interesting. There's some good stuff in there. It's just a weird movie. I
0: feel like it's also fan
2: fucking long. Bill Hader's really good in it. It chapter is he as, two. Is he
0: good in it as he is in uh, Noel? Yeah,
2: he's just, he's as good.
0: <laughs> exactly as good. Speaking of Noel, I was very disappointed on how little Bill Hader is in that movie. I mean,
2: the, the name of the movie is Noel, so it's probably going to be yeah, more focused like, on that character. Yeah,
0: but they're both in it. I thought they were going to be like, you know, brother sister stars, but. He didn't have time, dude. He's doing it. Chapter two. Yeah, I guess so.
2: It chapter two was a hundred and sixty nine minutes long.
0: It's Whoa. fucking
2: superhero epic. <laughs> uh, okay. So yeah, we did it, right? Wonder Woman. Uh, it's fine. People need to chill out a bit. <laughs> yeah, guys, go on. It's fine. I, I'm really. Yeah, it, it seems like. The the edgelords have been having a lot of trouble (laughs) as of late with um, these kind of uh, female-driven properties, you know, like um, uh, Last Jedi or or this movie. Or I think about Last of Us 2, how that got just immediately bombed, fan-bombed on, like, Metacritic and stuff because people just... I guess hate that it's a, it's a female driven story. So those dudes need to fucking chill, because this is just how this is where the world is going. This is the way pop culture is trending. So I'm kind of hoping that animosity towards uh, female driven, you know, adventure and action uh, properties like gets a little better as it becomes more and more common.
0: Well, I mean, <sighs> I don't know. The edge lords are being satisfied by you know. Luke Skywalker who's going to come back every like five years
2: yeah that's a good point they, 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 there's still plenty of other stuff that they can distract themselves with like the Snyder Cut or whatever <laughs> Um, God, but I'm getting tired of this like we were talking about earlier this like love it or hate it mentality that seems more prevalent than ever
1: because mm-hmm. movies like a this lot of...
2: don't deserve it
1: been reading a lot about people talking about how they think this sequel trilogy, the Star Wars sequel trilogy, would have been saved if in that moment in The Force Awakens when Rey you know, uses the force to grab Luke's lightsaber it goes to out Luke. of the snow. If it goes to Luke and he just like kills Kylo Ren in that scene. Yeah, fuck yeah. People are they're like
0: this is their number one fantasy. I keep seeing it posted on the Star Wars. I mean, keep number one this take. when I when that happened, I totally thought it was gonna be Luke. like when I saw it for the first time. I thought it was gonna oh, be. now I mean, wish we'd done a podcast just
2: about all the announced Star Wars spin offs. <laughs> Cause that's fucking insane, dude. Oh, it's
1: so exhausting.
2: I mean this connects pretty well with Patty uh Patty Jenkins.
0: Yeah, Moving on to Rogue doing, Squadron uh, the movie. Squadron the movie. Yeah, my New Year's resolution is to not. I have this horrible habit of clicking on Star Wars takes on Twitter and reading the comments <laughs> to see, and I don't know why I do it. It only brings me sadness. I can't. <laughs> Ugh, it's so depressing. Like I, do, I, I don't. Uh, it, but even like when someone says like, "Yeah, The Last Jedi is good," I, I'm like, "Why am I? Why do I care?" about it? you know. Why am I looking for validation in these Twitter comments? Ugh. It always makes me sad. I'm just gonna enjoy movies and not look at the internet, which is impossible. But.
1: Well, but sometimes you do because one of the segments on uh, on this is uh, where I expose a epic goof in our pick, uh, and let me tell you, there <laughs> Sean's are all... goofs. There are a lot of a lot of goofs in Wonder Woman 1984, but my favorite you, you guys won't even be able to enjoy the movie anymore once I tell you about this one. It's okay. pretty shocking. Okay. Steve says he just used a phone book to find Diana. He died in nineteen eighteen, but the yeah. telephone book was not introduced until nineteen twenty-seven when Dials were out of the telephone. So like, how do you even know
0: about phone books, you guys? What a fo- come on, these fucking hacks. Honestly, that, like, entered my mind for a second. I was like, I wonder when the phone book was invented. And then I stopped thinking about it. (laughs) I guess I gave them the benefit of the doubt. I shouldn't have done that.
1: Shouldn't have done it. Shouldn't trust them. They betrayed you, so fuck them, right? Zero stars. (laughs) Zero stars, dude.
2: Make sure to mark that goof as helpful or whatever. Or you like this or whatever.
0: Smash that like button.
2: All right, is this is it time for John's Rogues Gallery? Do they have one already? They sure do. All right, guys, this is John's Rogues Gallery. This is the segment of the podcast where I go to this site called villains.fandom.com, which keeps a database of villains from pop culture and then like breaks down their stats like it's a baseball card. We got two villains for you, Cheetah and Maxwell Lord. Let's start with Cheetah. Guys, Cheetah is an evildoer, according to this website. Full name, Barbara Minerva. Alias, Cheetah. Also, Apex Predator. (laughs) really an (laughs) alias. Origin, Wonder Woman 1984. I would say incorrect. It was the origin of the comic books. Occupation, Diana Prince's best friend. (laughs) (laughs) Formerly... Not really an
1: occupation, but okay.
2: Uh, Wonder Woman's arch-enemy employee at the Smithsonian
1: National Museum of Natural History. Yeah, why don't they make up these other ones when she has an actual job? She
2: has a... yeah. She studies relics at the museum. She's not Wonder Woman's arch-enemy employee. (laughs) That's not an occupation. Okay, power slash skills. Expert, combatant. And then... It lists her Dreamstone and emp- powers: superhuman strength, superhuman durability, speed, reflexes, agility, <laughs> stamina.
1: Wait, so you're saying that she was an expert combatant before she was Dreamstone empowered? The, the way it's
2: broken down on this page, yes, that is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> she was an expert combatant even before she became Cheetah.
1: I didn't pick up on that part of the story, to be honest. Hobby. Walking heels. Hobby. No information. <laughs> No Uh, information She likes to eat lunch Nope No
2: information Sean She doesn't like that Goals Get revenge on her Former friend Wonder Woman Failed It's funny how it Switches back and forth Between calling her Diana And then just calling her Wonder Woman I guess that's how We talked about it She's friends
1: with Diana But she's an enemy Of Wonder Woman
2: But she says Get revenge on her Former friend Wonder Woman Well that's where They messed it up Okay Crimes Well she failed anyway Attempted murder, assault and battery, right. aiding and abetting, theft, torture, abuse,
1: and trespassing. Now, I mean, these are interesting because at the time, everyone was on the inf- under the influence of the Dreamstones. So they were, like, everyone was on Max Lord's side, basically, except for Wonder Woman. So are those really crimes? Well, I think we're going to have an interesting court case on our hands, <laughs> at the very least. Yeah, let's get the big superhero trial movie. In time,
2: in time. Uh, and this is the fun part. Can you guys guess what type of villain Cheetah is?
1: Uh, uh, it's always tr- very tricky. A uh, sympathetic Catwoman. Sympathetic
2: Catwoman. Nancy, do you want to take a guess? You don't have to if you don't want to.
1: They, they're right that's, up why, that's why it's so
2: impossible
1: yeah <laughs> i' I'll, I'll,
2: I'll, I'll show you what this one is and then you can take another guess when we do maxwell lord so the type of villain cheetah is she's a tragic super villainess and and it's not like on villains wiki there's like like you click on that and then it takes you to a list of all the other tragic super villainesses Whoever's writing the article just makes it up. It's whatever they want it to be, so it's really hard to guess. Sean did guess one correctly once when he guessed that Madonna's character from Dick Tracy was a femme fatale. Alright, and let's wrap this up with Maxwell Lord, you guys. Maxwell Lord is an evildoer. Full name Maxwell Lorenzano. Oh, I didn't know that. Alias.
1: You were too busy being distracted by him wetting the bed. I
2: I was making a chair, dude. (laughs) Alias. Maxwell Lord, Max Lord, Max, the King of Infomercials, the Oil Guy, and Lord of Desire. I like that one.
1: Ooh. When was he Lord or, of Desire? I'm
2: not That's sure. That's like his
1: last name, too. That's good.
0: Oh,
2: yeah. That is good. Origin, Wonder Woman 1984. Occupation, businessman, head of the Black Gold Corporation. Okay. Power skills, Charisma, manipulation, wish granting via dreamstone, and intelligence. Hobby: enjoying wealth. Uh, I would have guessed. Yeah. I would have said like hang out with his son. But okay, enjoying wealth is fun too.
1: This is his evildoer hobby. <laughs> his evil. Do- okay, probably it's a hero good, hobby of hang out with his son. Good point. Okay, goals. Become the most powerful man in the entire
2: globe by using people's wishes via the Dreamstone and taking whatever he desires from them in return. Both failed. And reunite with his son and return home. Successful. Yeah. His crimes. Corruption. Attempted mass murder. Brainwashing. Treason. Assault. Hacking. Smuggling. Vandalism. Propaganda. Terrorism. Fraud, abuse of power, child negligence, incrimination, <laughs> theft, embezzlement, trespassing, and crimes against humanity. <laughs> that may be the most crimes I've ever seen on a villain's wiki page. I mean that's that's pretty bad. Alright, and the type of villain, what type of villain is Maxwell Laura? Anyone want to take a guess?
1: Okay
0: businessman. With...
1: I'm gonna stick with alliteration and go with. Ugh. I'm having a second. I want. I want to say master manipulator, but isn't that the one? Can't
0: be a manipulator. You,
2: you and Colin always th- guess something mastermind.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with bungled businessman. Greedy. Tom,
1: Guy, greedy that's, guy. Can't think of a good G word. I'm gonna give Nancy half good. credit.
2: I'm gonna give Nancy half credit for guessing businessman, but he's a charismatic businessman, oh, which is the worst kind of villain if you think about Ugh, it. Damn. I Hate it when they're so charismatic. I mean, this I'm is this is imp- this yeah, you were. This is impossible. Like the fact that Sean got it once is amazing. <laughs> no one's ever even like close most of the time, but that's why we do it because there's hope and as long as you wish on it yeah i don't know maybe it'll come true
1: that really sounded like a good ending for the podcast but i gotta ask while you're on villains wiki can you look up gordon gecko and see if he's (laughs) also a charismatic businessman
2: yeah that's good sometimes we
1: like we like to cross check
2: to see if there's any consistency on the site and there really isn't if there's ever a time for charismatic businessmen, it's gotta be I bet they put him as, like, a tyrannical businessman or something. I'm hoping that we just do um, enough episodes of this podcast to where, I don't know, it just becomes obvious at a certain... Like, we really start to get in, like, how the site works.
1: <laughs> yeah, the big really discovery this it. season was that if the character comes from a villain... Uh, if the, Sorry, if the villain comes from a book, um, that they're more likely to be a, a well-written wiki entry. Than opposed to a character's just from a movie. So
2: Sean Gordon Gecko is a greedy master manipulator. <laughs> God damn it! It's tough because it's it's not even like a pat. It's not even like it's always two
1: words. It sometimes is
2: three. It's that just, pissed me I don't me even know why me off. Okay,
1: it. that pissed me off for two reasons. One, because it doesn't match Maxwell Lord, and two, because it wasted master manipulator. And now we'll never <laughs> we'll never get to guess it because it's taken. By Gordon Gecko.
2: Sean, you know what we should do? Since Colin's probably never going to listen this far. We should pick Wall Street and then you guess it. And Colin will shit his pants.
1: <laughs> yeah, Colin will be like, how dare you guess Master Manipulator. It's so obviously never Master Manipulator. Show his ass. Over there stroking his squirrel. <laughs> his pet squirrel.
2: Yeah, you know fuck
0: what you, I mean? Colin.
1: <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that's,
2: that's where we're gonna end it i guess Bucky call it
1: um so that does conclude this season of the pick we're gonna uh take a little break on the pick but uh we might do some more podcasts in the meantime because uh 2021 is upon us which means it's time to do possibly the badly pleased awards maybe our most <laughs> yeah, anticipated maybe. movies that would be super uh, funny almost almost certainly our, uh, our favorite films of the year we'll get a, a podcast so look forward to those on uh, on iTunes or wherever you download podcasts from uh, just search for the words mildly pleased in that order both those words together um, and then also you can go to mildly dot where you'll see for example written list of our favorite TV shows albums movies video games uh, all that good stuff uh, as well as uh, you know more than 10 years of uh of Collins album reviews and stuff. All all ready for you to consume. Uh and if that's not enough for you, then I don't know, what do you want? So, until this very next season. So long, sucker.